Welcome to the Eat Right with Laura podcast. My name is Laura Rakos, and I'm the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle intervention strategy for disease prevention and health maintenance. If you'd like to learn more about Eagle Rock Nutrition, you may find us on the web at www.eaglerock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. We'd love for you to learn more about us. Share your email address with us. As soon as you log on, you'll be prompted to share an address if you'd like to be put on a distribution list. And you can follow me on Twitter and like our Eagle Rock Nutrition Facebook posts and also follow the Instagram account. You'll see some pretty interesting things showing up there. So today's show is about uh, largely about drug addiction. So I've been uh, giving many lectures lately on the relationship between the gut and the brain as it relates to overall health. So I've been saying for many months now how the health of your gut really drives just about everything that ails you. So uh, when I talk about the health of the gut, I really mean the bacteria that reside in the colon, in your the part of your large intestine that's called your colon, and sometimes it's also referred to as the gut. All right, so how does this relate to drug addiction? Um, Feel free to listen to some other podcasts that delve into that topic on disease and gut health in more detail, but this podcast is going to focus exclusively on drug addiction. So the problem, so right now we're employing many solutions to the drug addiction problem that largely focus on behavior. But I have been positing now for the last couple of months that maybe we should also consider some of the biological differences that between that distinguish people who are drug addicted from those who are not. Right? And I've identified two compelling areas that should be part of any recovery program. Right? So the first has to do with a leaky gut. All right. So definitely focusing on the health of your gut. And um, I'm also focused on not only just the gut or the colon, but also your entire digestive tract from your mouth to your anus. All right, your digestive tract is comprised of many things, uh, epithelial cells, and it has a mucus lining layer that's just one cell thick just one cell. And it doesn't take very much to disrupt or breach that barrier. Um, And lately, uh, what I see is a main cause of of the breach of this digestive tract barrier has to do with diet and also lifestyle too, but I'm going to focus on diet. So what do we eat here, especially in the United States? What are the what what does our standard American diet consist of? Uh, for for decades now, we have been over consuming sugar, processed carbs, fatty foods, very spicy foods. I mean, some spicy foods are good, but when you're eating way too many spicy foods, that can really disrupt that barrier. And why is that barrier disrupted? 
All right, so when you're eating sugar and carbohydrates, processed carbohydrates in particular, you're not really feeding the good bacteria that live in your colon. And when those bacteria are not being cared for, they cannot support uh, the health of your digestive tract. Some of those bacteria participate in the development of that mucosal lining. And when they're not being fed the foods they love, which are leafy greens, oats, uh, garlic, onions, artichokes, asparagus, things like that, when you're not feeding them the kinds of foods that they need to thrive, they are not going to take care of you. And that includes not maintaining the mucosal lining of your digestive tract. So I feel that in drug addiction, when you have these kinds of barriers, right, it alters the way drugs penetrate your brain. So your brain is like a fortress. It has something called a blood-brain barrier. It's designed so that toxins cannot enter the brain. But when you suffer from it, a leaky gut, when you have this kind of breach in your digestive tract, this alters the way things can penetrate the brain. And we see that in drug addiction, we see um, lots of symptoms and hallmark features of a leaky gut. Now, some of my patients, not all of them, uh, definitely have a you know an altered diet, uh, very lots of sugar, lots and lots of sugary foods, lots of processed carbs. They only like to eat foods that are easy to digest. They don't like to eat fibrous foods like fruits and vegetables that uh, take a little bit of an effort to digest. So this seems to be a problem, and I have found that when I focus on restoring the leaky gut, I am actually able to reverse some of the drug addiction patterns. For example, all right, if I focus on gut restoration in a drug addict, right, they can, so let me make a distinction between my drug addicted patients and drug addicts. My drug addicted patients are unwitting drug addicts. They are the patients who may have gone for into the hospital for a surgical procedure and they find that when they come home they're not able to wean themselves off of their painkillers from the surgery. Uh, things like that. My drug addicts um, are a little bit harder to convinced that they want to change their behavior. So they are, uh, the drug addict is a little bit more entrenched in the pathology of the disease and is not quite ready to make a change to, to heal themselves. But my unwitting drug addicts are certainly totally open to doing whatever it takes so that uh, they can take a painkiller when it's therapeutic and they can come off those painkillers when it's no longer necessary. So I have implemented a gut restoration program that seems to be pretty therapeutic. So what does the gut restoration program consist of? Uh, it's certainly, I'm just, I've, I've um, recorded podcasts that go through gut restoration in detail. So um, in the interest of time, I'll just give you a high level just. Uh, description. So to restore the mucosal lining of that gut so that you have a very uh, rigorous uh, 
blood-brain barrier and a barrier to digestion, um, we re remove any offending foods. So we certainly pull out the sugar and the processed carbs and things like that. So we definitely focus on the diet. We make sure that we replace the sugar and the processed carbs with uh, foods that bacteria like to eat, like more fruits and vegetables, maybe a few whole grains, not a lot of whole grains, some healthy fats, um, things that are very therapeutic for the gut. If the patient has a definitive problem with digestion, they might need some digestion aids, like a di digestive enzyme. So for example, uh, in order for, say, proteins to be digested in the digestive tract, say in the stomach, those proteins need to be unfolded because they're, they're globular things in nature, so they need to be unfolded, and then they need to be torn apart by enzymes. So I may recommend a digestive enzyme. I may recommend some hydrochloric acid uh, in my older patients. And don't think older patients cannot be uh, drug addicted. They certainly can. So in my older patients that are not producing as much hydrochloric acid to denature proteins, I may recommend that. Um, some people have a hard time digesting fatty foods, so I may recommend something called a lipotropic factor, things like that. So I may recommend a digestion aid. I certainly might like to replace some of the bad bacteria with good bacteria. So if a drug-addicted patient has has a poor microbiome, which represents um, some of the bacteria that live in their colon, I may recommend a probiotic. And I just want to remind you that no two probiotics are alike. So don't think that you can just go to Whole Foods or the supermarket and buy any old probiotic. Come see me. Go, go onto the website and make an appointment with me, and I will see what kind of a probiotic would be highly recommended in your circumstances. So we might want to recommend a probiotic just to get some of the good bacteria flourishing again. But I'll remind you that uh, you'll be wasting your money on the probiotic if you don't feed the probiotic the food that it likes to eat. So you must follow the healthy diet program. All right, so take a probiotic. And then in the fourth, the fourth step, all right, of a, a gut restoration program, you may need to regenerate that mucosal lining and some of those epithelial cells that uh, line the digestive tract as well. So what are things that promote healing in the gut? So you know, when you have a wound, think about a, le a leaky gut as being a wound. Like any wound on the surface of your skin, think about what that looks like on the inside of your body. So what are some of the things that can be used to heal that? Uh, I might recommend something that's a mixture of, say, uh, glutamine, which is like an amino acid that helps the epithelial cells proliferate. Uh, aloe, so everybody knows that you put aloe on a wound. You can drink aloe juices. Aloe is very healing for the gut. Uh, licorice root is also very healing for the gut, also promotes proliferation of those cells that line the gut. Uh, I might also recommend some uh, zinc. So zinc is a mineral that actually promotes the redevelopment of that mucosal lining. Uh, other things that you want to use to feed the good bacteria so that they can help build that 
digestive tract, uh, things that are called prebiotic foods. Prebiotics are food for probiotics. Basically, um, fibers that you personally don't digest, they are digested by the bacteria that live in your gut. Uh, certainly vitamin D. Vitamin D is a super important um, vitamin uh, that functions more like a hormone than a vitamin, but is very critical for helping to lower the inflammation in the gut and also super critical for the, the health of your gut. Uh, and I'd also like to remind um, everyone about the importance of healthy fat. All right, so um, non-healthy fat is fats that are derived from animals that are very highly saturated. You need to have some saturated fat in your diet, but not the, to the levels that are found in the standard American diet. We do not eat enough healthy fat. Healthy fats from fatty fish, uh, from avocados and nuts and seeds, um, but specifically more EPA and DHA, which are a special kind of omega-3 fatty acid that is very highly anti-inflammatory. So, so, so good for you. And I'm not averse to recommending uh, a supplement of EPA and DHA if I feel that that's necessary. So that's step four for my gut restoration program. Step five now is to just maintain that healthy gut. Maintain that healthy gut by feeding the bacteria in your colon the food that it likes to eat, uh, staying, pulling back on the sugar, pulling back on spicy food, pulling back on all those processed carbs, carbs and other kinds of fats that promote inflammation. Uh, you might also want to start doing some uh, Activities that relieve stress, like some yoga, some meditation, some deep breathing, which believe it or not, actually have an impact on the growth of the bacteria that live in your gut. And of course, my favorite topic is exercise. Exercise also appears to be beneficial to the good bacteria that live in your gut. All right, so those are the five steps. So I'll just review them. So in my gut restoration program, which I have found now to be very effective in reversing drug addiction, meaning that my patients are now able to uh, take a painkiller without suffering the severe withdrawal consequences when they stop taking those drugs. So we need to alter the diet, remove offending foods like sugar and processed carbs. We might want to uh, replace some of the digestion activity by adding digestive enzymes. We may need to re-inoculate, probably need to re-inoculate with beneficial bacteria Bacteria. We need to regenerate, heal the gut with things that are restorative like aloe and uh, glutamine, uh, healthy fatty acids like EPA and DHA, and the all-important vitamin D. Uh, please do have your vitamin D levels checked before you start taking a vitamin D supplement. And then finally, retain your healthy diet so that you can foster the growth of the good bacteria. All right, so now that we've healed the gut, if that seems to be culpable in the drug addiction, you want to maintain the growth of the gut, of the bacteria that live in your digestive tract. And why is that? What are those bacteria doing? So I've spoken at length um, describing the many, many activities that are perpetuated by the bacteria that live in your gut. But something that they do that's really, really critical is that 
They are responsible for the production of the neurotransmitters and hormones that regulate how you feel. All right, so 90% of the serotonin is made in your gut. Serotonin is your feel-good hormone. 50% of dopamine is made in the gut. And dopamine is a neurotransmitter that you need for motor coordination, but also affects your uh, reward pathways in the, dr- in, in the brain. So um, you have a reward center in the brain, um, and that is really responsible for appetite and all kinds of, of addictions. Even, even gambling is regulated from, from the reward center of your brain. Right, but uh, studies with mice that have been uh, bred in a germ-free environment. So these mice don't have a healthy back, uh, microbiome. They do not have a healthy gut with healthy bacteria. All right, have shown that these mice uh, do not produce something called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, and this is a pretty important. Um, Um, molecule because it promotes the development of neurons in the brain. All right, and of course you can just imagine how important that is. Uh, And there is a study that was relatively recently published in Science Magazine. So Science Magazine is a top tier journal. Um, Anything that is published in that magazine has been reviewed by a panel of experts for its uh, authenticity and rigor of science. And the paper described how BDNF, this BDNF that is missing in um, in mice that are bred in a germ-free environment is a key regulator for stimulant drugs of abuse. All right, so so BDNF is upregulated uh, by you know opioid drugs like heroin. All right, and also and co- cocaine. All right, so uh, cocaine and morphine. Um, have a huge impact on how that BDNF is made and functioning. All right, so if that's the case, so now we're kind of getting into um, a gray area about what we know about drug addiction and BDNF. So if, if drug addicts have a poorly developed gut microbiome, then it's likely that they have limited ability to produce brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And of course, coupled with the leaky gut, right? So with the drugs penetrating the brain in a manner that's different from people who are not drug addicted, uh, coupled with the fact that those drugs now are regulating the production of BDNF, uh, that can be quite culpable. So I, in addition to uh, applying my gut restoration program in drug addiction, I feel that we really need to work very hard in ensuring the growth of the bacteria in the gut, which can be a solution to, to restoring the way these patients respond to stimulant drugs and drug of addiction. So um, if you'd like to learn more about this, feel free to engage me on my website. So go to www.eaglerock.com. 
feel free to share your email address and um, make an appointment to come see me or just get on our distribution list. So we have a newsletter that usually comes out on Mondays. It doesn't always come out on Mondays, but usually by Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll get my act together and that newsletter will come out. And the newsletter will contain um, various speaking engagements that I'll be hosting, events that I'm hosting at the office, events that I'm hosting around town, so largely in the tri-state area, or feel free to book me for a speaking engagement if you'd like to delve into this area a little bit more in detail. So I, I really strongly feel that if we're going to tackle this drug addiction program, it can't be solely from the standpoint of focusing on behavior. I think we really need to consider the biological differences between addicted patients and those who are not addicted. And I think that thinking about the gut, like uh, thinking about the health of the gut and, and actually just just applying, you know, applying this very simple strategy is one tool that we can add to the arsenal. So that's all I have to say. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you found my podcast tonight to be informative. Um, And so uh, continue to to follow us, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter um, at Eagle Rock, or uh, follow the Instagram feed. I think you'll like it. So have a good night, everyone. Thank you so much.